You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. That means it's time for us, and we are us. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith in the Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. Got a lot of stuff coming up today. We have a couple of success stories. People who have done nothing more than listen intently to Mr. Jeff Smith. You know, it's kind of fun to see and hear the successes of people who are just paying attention to our show. Yeah, that's it. And the people who who actually understand that that it's enough to give credit. Um, We'll get into it in a few minutes and explain in greater detail. But it's really nice to know that probably if one person writes to you and says, hey, this happened, there are myriad others who do not take the time to write. Maybe they don't equate their improvement with listening to us. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to give us a credit just as long as you keep playing the game and keep listening. Also, That's- and this is something I didn't even know about. And I, I live 42 miles away from the Lexington, Kentucky Country Club. But there's a woman named Marion Miley back in the 30s. She was one of the best women golfers in the world. She had been on a couple of Curtis Cup teams, and she had won some bunch of uh, women's amateur championships. And in a uh, a match, she actually outdrove Babe uh, Zaharias. Zaharias. Mm-hmm. And um, she was murdered. Ooh. Yeah. In a robbery attempt at the uh, Lexington Country Club. And there's a book out about it called, oddly enough, The Murder of Marion Miley. But um, it's quite a story. Not not just the story about the murder, but also the story of Marion Miley in and of itself. Um, famous. I mean, she hobnobbed. She played golf with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and all those dudes, man. In fact, Bing Crosby put up a reward to to get the, the name of the person who killed her. But um, again, we'll wow. talk about that later on, too. We got There's a book out by it, and, and um, the author of the book is going to be with us a little bit later on in the show. And what else are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about uh, using golf for business. Because we uh, do that. We do that. We do that as often. We used to do it a lot when we could actually like hobnob with people. Yeah. But, but now, you know, we can't. We That's have to right. wait for it. We'll get back to hobnob and don't worry. Yeah. And the it's good okay. news, the good news is that this week, this past week on the 20th, Club Champion reopened all of their locations. Good for them. So you can get a fitting now at Club Champion. There will be video up on our website very shortly about... Well, again, I'll tell you about that later, but you can get fit and everything is cool. Golf is back. 90% of the courses in the country are open and we're ready to go. We'll be back in just a few minutes and do just that. We are those weekend golf guys. Anyone who has dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about it in person. Luckily, there is a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need all without leaving your couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just pick up your phone, go to your computer, whichever, complete a free online visit, and you will hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home and go to GetRoman.com weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping.
You know, golfers, we love gear. It's a big part of our game, and we put a lot of time and, and let's face it, a lot of money into getting it right, whether we're researching our next irons or maybe even testing out some new tees. But there is one important piece of equipment that we overlook, your golf cart battery. Most of us don't consider the quality of our battery. That, that is, until it dies, and we're stranded out in the middle of the course. That's why we want you to know about the Relyon Insight battery, the intelligent golf cart battery that utilizes intuitive software for better performance and fewer disconnects. The Relyon Insight battery is powered by lithium, not lead acid, so it charges faster, provides more range, and requires no maintenance. It's a drop-in replacement, so just connect and go. You can learn more at RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use our special promo code GolfGuys for 10% off. Plus, you'll get a free charger when you order two or more Insight batteries. Again, that's RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use promo code GolfGuys. And no other lithium battery compares to Relyon's. Order yours today. Okay, those weekend golf guys, it is us, John Ashton, along with Jeff Smith. We get letters. Yeah, we do. Joe, I hope you... I'm not going to give your last name, Joe, but Joe is an avid listener. And he sent us a, a little comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash golf guys. Said, I listen to those weekend golf guys every week. In fact, I binged on the podcasts during the lockdown period. It must have helped. I played three times since the courses opened back up on three different tracks. And I had a nine-hole score of 35, which is what, one under par for nine usually? Mm -hmm. Then a 77, and finally a best ever for me, 74, playing 18 on each. He is paying attention. He is. And then we got another guy, who's, who uh, his name is Brad, and he said, I just hit the easiest best shot of my life. My drive on number six right now just went 290 yards, and it felt so smooth and effortless. I love getting reports from people that, that were helping somehow, right? Mm -hmm. One more of our listeners has now converted to being a full-time student of mine. Fantastic. He's Mark from Kentucky. All right. And I had a webinar with him just last night. Cool. A web lesson. Mm -hmm. He was at his place. I'm hanging out in the golf studio and we're talking about how to fix his ball flight. And this guy's got something to go practice and he understands exactly what's going to happen. He's going to go out to the range today. You know it. Mm -hmm. And I know, and he knows exactly what the ball's going to be. And then and, when he finishes that, that bucket, he's going to call a friend he wants to show off in front of. Uh -huh. and say, he's going to hey, make him a bet. Yeah, come, come play on, 18. Boy. Yeah, we'll play yeah. Uh, buck a hole. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winner pays for the round. <laughs> I, I've, I've always had people sending me notes, right? And please do, you know, at, at those weekend golf guys address. And, and I love to hear that you're doing well. I love to hear that you're listening. And if you want some clarification on something else, we can set that stuff up too. Mm -hmm. I do all kinds of stuff. Like I just mentioned the web, web lessons and, and on and on. So whatever driving range you're on, you know, I got a guy, they got a couple guys in Texas. I got a guy in Northern California. Uh, I got a guy in Massachusetts. I got a guy in North Carolina and I even have a guy in Hong Kong. <laughs> How about that? A dude in Hong Kong mm -hmm. who listens to our show. So I'm getting to the studio early in the morning and it's late at night there for him. Right. Right. So we try to pick eight o'clock. So, so yeah, we can get all this done. It's fun yeah. because he listened to the podcast. That's all Our you need listeners to do, people. are getting better because they're listening. Some people think that um, I'm just, you know, blowing smoke. I don't hang with Jeff. 
I mean, he's it's it's a about a hundred and thirty-seven mile trip between where I am and where he is at the moment. So we don't hang out. I just wanted everybody to know that really was kind of my choice. <laughs> I don't that's get part. I don't get to the course he's at very often. I don't get to the golf cave very often. Most of the improvement that has happened with me has been just talk from Jeff. I ask a question, he answers it, it works. I uh, I've been getting quite quite better myself as I have uh, explained repeatedly, probably ad nauseum on the show for the past five or six years. Um, one thing I did, however, <laughs> I played a couple of times last week and one time I played at, at a course. It was a little bit more difficult than what I normally do. And it was raining for the first half of the round. So let's just say my score was not as stellar as some of them have been recently. <laughs> and uh, nobody I, plays well in the rain right they I, feel miserable i know they got man. wet clothes it's uncomfortable on. you can't you know it's terrible but anyhow i've been using this new uh this new app that you uh recommended to me swing you I'm right just but telling as far I as a them. gps kind of thing it works pretty well it works it? it works real well and it also keeps track of it knows it knows the course you're playing but it knows what the slope is and all that kind of stuff and the ratings and it helps figure your handicap as you are playing uh, so far this year's mine's a 9.7, by the way, as of yesterday, including this rather bad round I had last Thursday. How about that? But I went to finish finish number 18, and I hit the button on save round. <laughs> and and this, this app has got an attitude, man, because it just came up on the screen and said, are you sure you want to save this round? <laughs> you sure about this one, pal? <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm calling up the people and I'm going to, I am going to absolutely give kudos to the programmer on that one. You sure about this? If we were you, you might want to rethink this, buddy. Now, a lot of the stuff that you need to do in golf is really not visual if you have somebody like Jeff who can explain it to you. Because Jeff is good at painting the word pictures. Uh, it's one of the conversations we had with uh, Ed last week. A bargain. Yes. That That is so much easier if you can talk in English and explain what you're trying to do. But if you get on a web, you can actually see it too. And visually, you can get a better idea. But I just got to tell you, man, if you want to get better, just talk to Jeff and talk to him directly. Because it's, it's really good. That's well, all. you know what, I, what I've found is that Many players that have sent me notes have appreciated the fact that I'm actually able to clearly talk to them on the radio about this and that I can clean up problems in their head because I'm not using golf speak. Right. That's, that's the, the and, major and point. And so many people tell me, my gosh, what you're saying makes so much sense. And I used to think this and this and this and this and this, and it was just a bunch of golf speak that conflicted in their with each other and it conflicted in their minds and they just didn't know where, where to go. So I, I really think that the majority of golf instruction, some of the trouble that people have run into as, as coaches is using the long, wrong language. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't think that they're using the wrong language to make themselves sound smart. I think that they're using the wrong language because it's just the lingo that is used in golf, the jargon. Yeah. 
See, as if everybody is born knowing exactly what that is. But people who play the game and they have different lives and they're not dyed in the wool golfers and mm-hmm. don't know every word of something in terms of what it really means to them. Jargon's a problem. And I bet you, case in point, like me, most of us don't ask for clarification because we assume if we were a golfer, we would know what that meant. So we don't think it's it's something that the person speaking the jargon should explain to us. It's something that we feel almost guilty about not knowing. Yeah, so that way you're feeling bad about it and you don't want to admit that to the to the coach right. or to the instructor. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to ask what that means because I think that's common and I, I shouldn't. I should know. No, I'll just, I'll just nod my head. Yeah. But I mean, case in point, I'll raise your hands. How many people actually know what to do if someone were to tell you to open your stance? What would you do if someone said strengthen your grip? Because it doesn't mean hold it tighter. The words in golf that are used commonly that make me insane. You just pull, pulled out two of them as great examples, right? Yep. So let's start with open. All right, let's say you're a right-handed golfer because most of the golfers in the world are. We have a target line in our minds and our bodies are set in line with the target as in the same direction, right? Mm -hmm. And we call that to be square. But yet, isn't square a 90-degree angle? You would think. So that's confusing. And then, John, you just mentioned it. What if we said open your stance? What does that mean? So if you're a right-handed golfer, you're supposed to angle your body line left of the target some, and we call that opening. Mm-hmm. But, John, here's the, here's the rub of this. If I said, John, open up your club face, you wouldn't turn it a little bit left of the target line like you just did your body. No. You'd actually point it to the right mm-hmm. some of the target line, and now – if you said, well, open up your body and open up your club face, you've just done two opposite direction things. And now you're completely confused because the word open yeah, you're in golf it, is really stupid. You're calling it the same thing. So listen. guess what? The word closed is, the, is equally stupid and it means the opposite. It the does. body line would yeah. then be pointed right at the target and yeah. the club face would be pointed then left of the target. And that's the same word. And that's just dumb. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want some lessons, you want to understand something, Without having to ask for a translation, get him in English <laughs> from Jeff. He's right. He's great about it. Uh, we're going to talk to a gentleman who's expert at playing golf for business, and also to a woman named Beverly Bell who wrote the book about to be released called "The Murder of Marion Miley." That's all coming up. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Anyone who has dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about it in person. Luckily, there is a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need, all without leaving your couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just pick up your phone, go to your computer, whichever, complete a free online visit, and you will hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home and go to GetRoman.com weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Mm. 
And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton, and we have got uh, a a famous author, or soon to be famous author, Beverly Bell, with us here. Now, I want to I want to go over something, and I've got to apologize, Beverly, but until I saw your work, uh, it officially came out this past week, though, right? The book, The Murder of Marion. Yes, Miles? yes, it has. Uh, it, it it did come out uh, May nineteenth. Was the official launching date. Yeah. I've lived in Louisville for 30 years. I had no idea Mary and Miley actually existed. Um, and that's that's something I think we should probably try to educate the entire golfing world on. But uh, in a nutshell, make sure I, I got it right. But Mary and Miley was, was a, a very good amateur golfer. She won a bunch of women's amateur championships. She was on the Curtis Cup team, what, three consecutive times? Yes, uh, three times. Hung out with the rich and the famous played golf with Bing Crosby and Bob Hope and those guys uh, did an awful lot of uh, traveling around the country, doing um, golf tournaments and showing off. And at one time actually outdrove in a, in a head to head <laughs> celebrity match, I guess uh, outdrove babe Dietrichson Zaharias, who yes, basically is the epic woman. battle. Yeah, yeah. Epic battle. Well, you know, you're not the only person who um, doesn't and who didn't know who Marion Miley was. When she was at her peak, she was one of the dominant American women golfers. Uh, golfer women was just for um, had like amateur uh, right. tournaments. There really wasn't any kind of a professional circuit, certainly not like we know it today. Right. And uh, these tournaments were held all over the country, kind of dominated by the South, uh, mm-hmm. mainly I guess because of the weather. Yeah. But she, yeah, she was. Um, she was part of a whole scene, actually, when women's golf just was skyrocketing in popularity with with fans. And in some circles, the game was more popular. Uh, the women's game was more popular than the men's. There, there are some good reasons for that, but I'll sound too shallow if I actually go into any great detail, so I won't do that. Like, her dad was a golf pro. I sometimes think that golf is genetic, you know? I, it does kind of seem that yeah. way. You know, yeah, she was the only child of a golf pro. I would think that something was passed along in the genes. It would have to she be. Didn't, she didn't take up the game until she was like 12, probably like less than five years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she wins her first tournament from, from then on. It was um, just a continued rise and conquering more and more of those um, leading amateur tournaments along the way. So, you know, she, she said that she loved playing with her father more than anyone else. Um, He was known to be kind of tough, um, but from everything I could see, it was, um, it was a good relationship, you know, that she had with with him as, Mm -hmm. as well as her mother. I think he saw the the light within her and he was going to do everything he could to to bring it out and i would say he was very successful in that attempt well and reading the biographies and and knowing what i know historically of golf in the southeast in the 19 late 1920s early 1930s i would be willing to bet she would have been a household name in women's golf had she not been murdered a- absolutely she was she was a, a household name um when her murder was was reported, it was reported all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the front page, top of the fold of the New York Times. It appeared in papers in Great Britain, France, Australia, Canada, Mexico. Uh, you know, 
just all over the world. Beverly Bell, the author of Murder of uh, Marion Miley, is our guest right now. And what got you interested in this story? And has anybody else done justice to it like you have done prior to this? Or are you the first person to attack it? There, no, there have been uh, two other books that I'm aware of. Okay. I, I think mine is different in the approach, um, but there was uh, one actually written in the 50s, and uh, it focused on, uh, without giving too much of it away, uh, of the three men who, uh, um, who were um, Accused. You know, convicted and, and executed for the crime. Uh-huh. It, it focused on him and actually a, a religious conversion that he experienced. The second book came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was from the perspective of the warden at the prison where the men were waiting. You know, that wasn't the type of book that I wanted to write. Right. Um, I, I wanted to tell the story of this incredible this incredible life, which, you know, it, it's just kind of surprising to me that the first two, you know, Marion was not the focus um, yeah. of those books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to talk about her impact. And as you know, I tell the, I tell the story from three different perspectives mm-hmm. from her father and from her best friend, Yeah, because I really wanted to show what a loss of, of this magnitude would would mean you know to those left behind. Her mother was also um, killed at the same time as Marion, so her being an only child, a father is is left with you know unimaginable grief. Mm-hmm. And um, a best friend who met Marion when she first came to Lexington. Her um, Marion's father took the job at the Lexington Country Club as the golf pro, and so she arrived when she was about sixteen graduated uh, early from high school and anyway so she she meets this uh, this other young girl and they become best friends so uh, my story is really uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at it you know 360 degrees what you know what this would feel like you know someone of of this um, just incredible talent and you know golf golf was only one area where she was very talented oh I know <laughs> um, and um, and to and to tell that story, and um, of course, the the third person that I use um, as a perspective is one of the men who committed the crime. Yeah, definitely, it's it's a work of fiction, yet based totally in fact. I'm only through half of it, but that's only because I had to stop and go to bed because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's hard to yeah, put down. It really uh, is. It is. Um, it is very much grounded um, in. The facts, um, her life, decided to approach it from you know the fictional standpoint, but I knew that I wanted it totally grounded um, in the reality of, of of her life and her experiences, mm-hmm. and I think I did that. Uh, yeah. Like you said, I did um, for the dialogue and, yeah. and a few other things. Um, I mean, it's so not like, you know, mentioned. those things were being recorded, you know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Although her life certainly was recorded <laughs> in terms of, you know, newspaper and radio. That yeah, was, uh, that, that was how, the, uh, you know, how our world was reported. And, and oh, she was written about in every way imaginable. Mm-hmm. Um, what she liked to eat, what she wore, who she was dating. It, um, it, <laughs> I guess it's not that different uh, from today, but it was just a, a couple of main uh, media 
choices in that day, that time. Uh, but she was certainly reported on yeah. every every day. Uh, oh, it yes. seemed like of her life. Yeah, she was a superstar. She mm-hmm. really, and she really was. And you know, I don't know how she did it, but she she learned pretty early on that she had to manage this media presence, mm-hmm. and she was so poised about it. You know, there are newspaper articles where they're throwing her, you know, different questions and, you know, she just, she just manages it. And I guess that comes from practice, Mm -hmm. but uh, she clearly had that ability to, you know, to, to be in the public eye. I don't know, sort of manage her persona. You know, I'm not sure which comes first when you are a champion like that. The the being great at what you do or being able to relate to the audience very well, because there are a lot of people who are good at what they do, but they don't get recognized because they don't make people yeah. feel like they like them. Yeah. That, that's a really, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, you know, not everybody has that skill. Right. I mean, lots of people are good at, they're, you know, they're good at something, but it's when you have to, um, communicate that relatability, as yeah. you said. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm sure you can learn it to a certain degree. I feel like, though, with her, there was something innate. You know, she just, she was very, very skilled um, in this. And she was so young, you know, she, she, you know, wins her first tournament when she's 17 and she's pretty much on the national stage by the time, even before her 20th birthday. And, um, you know, just, just out there in the world, um, traveling, you know, on her own and, and figuring it all out. I, I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, later uh, in her 20s that Standard Oil hired her, because I think they saw somebody with a, you know, great kind of skill with people. And, you know, when they hired her to inspect, you know, gas stations and, you know, meet with local, yeah. um, you know, uh, local business leaders or, you know, whatever, um, that just was unheard of. Yeah. They, you know, companies just didn't do that. Now um, they do it but all she the was time. Also, I will say she was also very pretty. She's, you know, she was kind of like an all-American girl, if you've seen pictures of her. Thank you for bringing that up because, again, I didn't want to, didn't want to appear totally, you know, shallow. but. Um, it, she was described by a lot of people at the time as being very photogenic, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. basically means you know she was she gorgeous. Was. <laughs> yeah, she she really was. She um, really uh, pretty dimples. Mm-hmm. You know, in some pictures, you can see a few, but she just had she just had this great kind of natural, you know, beauty. Yeah. Uh, to her and some of the pictures you just think oh my goodness yeah there's a picture of her with another golfer uh on a beach in in florida and i'm just like this was a a very pretty girl not taking away anything uh you know from the rest of her right um she won she won basically every amateur tournament with the exception of the women's national the u.s women's amateur isn't that heartbreaking yes but she would have gotten there eventually and there's more to the story of Marion Miley. There's more to the murder of Marion Miley. And there's a lot more conversations with Beverly Bell. Hang out with us because we are coming right back. Chronic pain is the worst. 
you know, it's worse than just discomfort because it affects your entire life. You can't get comfortable. You probably have some trouble sleeping or you don't want to exercise or you don't want to walk around it. And it, it's been ongoing for a few weeks and it hasn't improved with any of the stuff you've tried. What are you going to do? Well, you just don't sit on the couch and give up. You try a thing called Omax Health CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On. It's great. It's not prescription. Triple action pain relief roll-on specifically formulated to block all pain receptors, to reduce inflammation, and to improve muscle and joint flexibility. And the best part is it's 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes, and the relief can last up to eight hours. Take it from me. I know my knees stink. They're bad. I play golf, and by about the 11th or 12th hole, it's, it's hurt and walk. Put a little of that on. By 18, I'm fine, man. I am fine, and I don't come home all achy and painy as I used to. You got to try it. I can help you try it. Omax Health is offering all of our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on. Plus, they'll ship it to you for free. And this discount also applies toward any other products site-wide. They've got a lot of great stuff. Check them out. OmaxHealth.com. Go there today and enter the code WEEKEND. That's O-M-A-X-Health.com and enter the code WEEKEND and you will get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. Kyle Stanley uses it when he plays golf and for other stuff too. And look at 95% of the five-star reviews. They've got page after page after page of customers saying, this stuff works. So you don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe them. Get a bottle and try it for yourself. You can believe yourself, okay? OmaxHealth.com. Enter the code WEEKEND. Get 20% off or anything site-wide, omaxhealth.com. Go there now. Enter the code WEEKEND. You'll thank me for it later. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We are those Weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton. We have Beverly Bell, the author of the book that's just come out about the, uh, the golfing legend, Marion Miley. Now, she won almost every amateur tournament available, right? Oh, except for the national. Yep. She made it twice to the semis in that tournament. Yep. After reading about her game so much, you know, I came to my own conclusions. I just felt like she always peaked just a little too early. You know, the, the national was typically played uh, in September, and it just seemed like her game was peaking maybe a month earlier yeah. or six weeks earlier. And I, I kind of just want to reach out you know, to her through time and go, just slow it down. Just, you know, <laughs> if you just, yeah. you just yeah. don't play as many. Just tell yeah. Bing you can't play with him this week. You got to, you got to exactly. save yourself. <laughs> yeah. And Bing is just going to have to understand you, you know, you are going to, you know, when I was writing it, I would call it her Forrest Gump moments. Because okay. we always know the movie, you know, with, with Tom Hanks and how Forrest Gump had all these meetings with these famous people and I was just like you know she's just like Forrest Gump except hers were real (laughs) (laughs) so So Beverly how's your golf game oh not as good as I'd like it to be I've had I've had some chronic uh, kind of injury but you know that's the other thing that I really want to when I when I think about this when I think about this book and I and I think about Marion you know it really it really doesn't matter if you're not of uh, the same level as a professional or mm-hmm. or something like that. You know what matters is if you enjoy the game. That's if it. you just if you just like being out there. Yep. 
you know, that's a, that's the lesson that I learned <laughs> from uh, from writing this. I just wonder has has delving into Marion's life gotten you any inspiration to play more, play better, oh, play more yeah, seriously, or anything yeah. like that? Yeah, for for sure. Um, I've said to my husband, we've, we've got to get out there. We've just yeah. got to get out there. In fact, <laughs> I have I have a teacher. I I started working with her um, you know, a couple of years ago, kind of. Uh, I don't know, dipping my toe in the water. Got a message from her yesterday and she's like, are you ready? Can you, can you, can you come out now? Can you? And I was like, yes, yes, I want to. I, I want to. Um, just, uh, just you know, it's, to- just a, it's a beautiful place to be. And I, I know you're only halfway through the book, but I really also wanted to capture that. It was really important to me to, to just try and capture, I don't know, some of the beauty, some of the way you feel when you know, when you're out there and because it's not just about, you know, it's not just about new golf clubs or the newest piece of equipment or this, or this ball, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really just being there, being out there and Hey, maybe uh, every once in a while you hit a great shot and you're just, you're just flying along with it. Yeah. Is that the way it feels? And that, you're just you're just in that moment. That is it. And if you're only going to hit one great shot in a round, it usually happens on the 18th hole. So you can just carry that with That's you, right. you know, just, just enough to make sure you're coming back again tomorrow or whenever. Yeah. Yeah. The golf gods <laughs> figured it out. They, right. they gave us a last great shot that we would come back and go, I can do this. I can master this. Game. Oh, you know, we, we tell people consistently and my co-host who uh, had to go, teach somebody at this moment and was not uh, regrettably was not able to join us. He firmly believes in using your body to play the game, not adapting your body to play the game. And before he does anything, the first time I met him, he put a club in my hand and he says, swing it. And I was like, I don't, I don't play well enough. No, I'm embarrassed. I'm not going to swing. I'm not going to swing in front of you. It's the same reason I don't go to a gym. I have to get in shape before I can join a gym. Um, (laughs) play the game, not adapting your body to play the game. And before he does anything, the first time I met him, he put a club in my hand and he says, swing it. But I I swung and he, he noticed a few things. Like I cannot overlap my grip because I had a high school basketball accident that dislocated a couple fingers. So I have to put 10 fingers in. He said, that's fine. You can do that. Every other teacher I ever had said, no, you got to interlock or overlap. That's the only way you can do this. Mm -hmm. And he can just make it better the way you do move, not telling you how you have to move to do it. And that's one one thing is you can adapt yourself to this game. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make, no matter how well you can move or how well you can't move. It's a game for life for everybody, no matter what kind of shape you're in. Right. That's just, it's incredible. And it, I don't know. I just think it kind of speaks to the spirit of the game. That's what I mean. You know, we've we've gotten so caught up again in the equipment and and uh like you said making very specific terms and you sort of sometimes you just kind of lose the beauty of it mm-hmm. and um just how in that moment <laughs> you can be you know when when you um when you hit a shot well and even when you don't you know it, mm-hmm. it it's you know i i've read a lot about marion and, and short irons she, she she had some issues with those, but you know, it was always like, okay, move on. Let's yeah. just, let's just move on. It, you know, and, 
And that that's what you need to do. Just move on. Enjoy the moment. That's right. The get most, out, get out there. The yeah. most important shot in every round of golf is the next one. There you so. go. That's exactly right. Do, do you think that um, this book, and again, we're talking with Beverly Bell, who uh, a new book came out last week called Murder of Marion Miley. And Marion Miley was a phenomenal uh, woman golfer uh, who was murdered at the Lexington Country Club here in Lexington, Kentucky. And do you think maybe, especially since she was so attractive and she was running in such high social circles, I mean, even with the British royalty she hung out with, women might have more women might have gotten more involved in golf at an earlier time? Well, you know, she she was certainly in her own right. You know, she she was a leading golfer and she also happened to be in a circle of, of golfers at that time who, in my opinion, I think that they did some really serious groundwork in sort of laying the foundation for the women's game. And then eventually, which would lead to the um, formation of the LPGA. Right. Um, so, you know, there were a number of, of women out there who were, um, just generating so much interest, women playing the game, and also just men wanting to see, mm-hmm. you know, these these women compete. Yeah. I think that entire time during the 30s was just so critical because see, then what happened, you know, she was only um, she was killed about 10 weeks before the attack at Pearl Harbor. And so everything became about this country's you know, effort right. in the war. Yeah. And and then of course, you know, it finally ends in 1945. Some tournaments didn't resume until, you know, later and until 1946. So you had this this gap, you know, that was rightfully dedicated to the war effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those women in the 30s leading up and to right before the beginning of World War II for for the United States, yeah. you know, they, you know, what they did in terms of of just creating the interest in the game and um, just expanding that audience. That's really what was happening that these, you know, these women were competing all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result, there were lots of people watching them all over the place, including women. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that translated finally into the, uh, the, the start of the LPGA. It's just women's golf has, has grown to a point where now we just need to get more women involved on an amateur level. Absolutely. Everyday level, you know, that's, I would really, I would love to see that. I don't know, John, I don't know how you feel about it. I I feel like as a, as a country, maybe we've just dropped the ball. (laughs) No no pun intended Mm -hmm. um, in terms of of promoting it to women. Um, You know, certainly you see in in South Korea, the the great interest uh, in the game and women's game we haven't been as effective as, as, uh, we certainly could be. And, um, that's, that's the other thing in terms of making the game accessible to, to folks in Mary's time, she was a golf pro's daughter, but that was not considered, you know, some high level of society. Um, you know, they were, you know, golf pros were considered sort of you know, working class, they, you they know, were the hired help big time. Yeah, yes, they, exactly. were. They, yeah. they were the hired help. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, my interest in the game, you know, growing up, we were not the, uh, the country club set. Uh, you know, I didn't start playing until my twenties. We just need to do a better job in making the game accessible. 
um, to all different kinds yeah. of folks. Not so just I, accessible. You know, I don't know if it's an equipment issue, like because things can be expensive if you take up the game or, you know, but these are, you know, okay, they're, they're challenges. I think it's like an attitude issue, to be honest with you. Um, attitude on, on the, the part of the industry itself. They don't go out of their way to make golf welcoming to women. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will tell you that, you know, it's it's intimidating to pull into the parking lot if you're not exactly sure what you should do or where you should go. Right. Uh, and that's what I mean about accessibility, yeah. just breaking down some of those barriers that keep people, you know, from from playing it or taking it up. It's, it's yeah. like any other. And you walk into the average clubhouse and you're going to see uh, shirts and shoes and clubs and none of it is designed for women. Yeah, they got the women's stuff in the back or, you know, somewhere else. Oh, yeah, we've got a few of those for women if you want. One of the things we we do here, too, on the side and um, try to teach women how to use golf in business for business. And there's certainly been efforts in that. Yeah. Um, in that area, and some of them have been successful. Yeah, I yeah. guess what it may it may need is as a more sustainable, you know, something mm-hmm. that can be sustained yeah. effort. Um, you know, to if whatever business you're in, and hey, you play golf, yeah, well, let's go out, you know, and and then you've opened a door, uh, in, <laughs> yeah, in a business setting, and yeah, and you definitely some some challenges we have not been very successful in. Yeah, I mean, just don't let it intimidate you. It's an intimidating game. It is. It's a tough game, but keep in mind that the stuff you see on TV is the exception to the rule. That's not how normal people play golf. <laughs> Those you know? people aren't normal. No, they're not. You they are superhuman. That's right. right. You can't hit shots like that. Don't even think about it. It's not possible. When you see, you know, it. I, it's hilarious to me. You know, it, people wouldn't think that they could go out, you know, and play like I don't know Kevin Durant or you know whoever mm-hmm. you know in basketball, but somehow they think they're supposed to, you know, be able to right. hit golf shot <laughs> yeah exactly i was watching tournament a couple of weeks ago one of the you know tournaments from days gone by because of the the social distancing thing and the quarantine and it was uh, i forget who it was one of the pros was hitting into the green on a par five he was 230 yards away and he used a seven iron come on a- real people <laughs> don't use seven irons to go 230 <laughs> yards i i can't do that with my driver half the time Right. Oh, come on, right. people. Let's and, and and I think that's probably the mindset. Like you said, people just expect, yeah, I'm not going to be able to go play football like Tom Brady or, you know, basketball like Larry Bird or any of those guys, but I expect to be able to play golf. No, yes. it's, it's not no real. sense at all. It no isn't at all. <laughs> Beverly Bell is called Murder of Marion Miley. And even just for the story of Marion herself, get the book. It's a fantastic read. Hard to put down unless somebody comes and says, John, you've got to get up in the morning early, so go to sleep. You know, okay. Um, but it's great. Available wherever books are sold, I would imagine. Again, it's Murder of Marion Miley, Beverly Bell, the author. And, uh, you know, we were originally scheduled to talk for about 10 minutes, but it was so fascinating. We've gone much longer than I intended. <laughs> I'd have no qualms about it. So here I you really go. enjoy it. Thank you. I, you know, to- once we get talking about golf who wants to stop exactly and you know you're you're local you're in kentucky right uh, lexington kentucky, lexington yeah. kentucky i'm in i'm in shelbyville let's go play golf there you go all right I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> we'll give you a call we'll hook it up okay
Dave. All right, thanks Beverly. Thanks so much, John. Thank you. And thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. Anyone who has dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about it in person. Luckily, there is a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need, all without leaving your couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just pick up your phone, go to your computer, whichever, complete a free online visit, and you will hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home and go to GetRoman.com weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com weekend for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Hey, a few moments together yet. I think all in all, it's been a rather educational program for the past hour. Yeah, I thought thought that was pretty dang interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, I I had no idea that she was such a a, a big deal golfer, that Marion Miley. She could have been like the reigning female superstars had uh, things not ended so tragically and so early for her. She was only thirty one. And I'm not much of a golf historian, and I found that to be pretty interesting. I'm just kind of sitting back going, "Oh wow!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to to revisit some of the people who have have made contributions uh, to the game. You know, earlier you mentioned that that 90% of the golf courses in the country are now open. Mm -hmm. I have this to say to the 10% who are not open. Yes, sesame. (laughs) Just open it up. Just go play. That's it. It's outdoors. It's fine. Um, Right. Got a chance to watch the uh, last weekend's um, PGA skins game. Yeah. With Dustin and uh, Rory and. Yeah, man, what's Matt that Wolf. that move with that kid from Oklahoma State, man? That that little yeah, Matt Wolf. How about hip, that thing? Hip huh? swing, man. <laughs> How about that thing? Right? <laughs> that, that dude's one on tour, man. That's a power move, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Guy's got a tour victory. Yeah, and a three hundred and fifty-six yard drive. That's nothing to sneeze at for sure. But you know, here's the best part about that. What a great example of somebody who's learned what his body can do. And he's maximizing it Mm -hmm. and he's repeating it. It's powerful. It's repeatable. He's making it accurate. Come on, man, play golf. Yeah. And he's he's doing it. And he's one of those guys that's going to be remembered for that because it is so unique. I don't know how many kids are going to be out there trying to copy it, emulate. Oh, there's a ton. There's a ton. (laughs) Have absolutely no idea why they're doing it. They just do it because that uh, Matt Wolf does it. So anyhow. So whether you want to emulate the power move or you want to just uh, get a couple of lessons online from Jeff, look at his website, which is what, jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com? It is. It I is, jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. I still have the Plain and Simple Golf School, um, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that most of the information about me is now on my new website at jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. All right, so check them out. 
figure out what you're doing wrong, figure out how to do it right, get yourself some golf clubs, and hey, go play some golf. I'd be willing to bet that multiple occasions in the past two or three months, you have sat back and said, man, I wish I had a simulator. Wouldn't it have been so much easier if you just had a simulator in the house to get through this whole, this whole quarantine thing? I know it would. Two years ago, we were prescient. We talked to a guy named Kevin Rosenberg from a company called P3 Pro, P3 Pro Swing. They have a simulator. Yeah, let's listen. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And uh, on the line with us, Kevin Rosenberg, right? Kevin, I get that right? That's right. That's right. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great up here in the state of Maine. Yeah, man. It's always nice to talk to a fellow homeboy up there in Maine, man. We're not in yeah. Maine anymore, but we will be soon. Only for a week, but we look forward to it every year. It's it's like a homecoming. Go see the family. Have a good time. Let's talk about golf practice, because you must be very familiar with the concept of practicing indoors. Because here we are in, in May, and your golf course has just now opened for the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, in our part of uh, in part of our little part of the country, climate definitely plays a part of uh, how many times you get to get out and play and you know, how well you can retain your game and, and really, you know, keep your, keep on point, you know, in the yeah. off season, yeah. and our off season happens to be eight months. So, um, <laughs> indoor golf, indoor golf, uh, play and practice really come into play into, uh, aiding and in, in helping that. All right. So the, the name of the company is the name of our, uh, the name of our brand is a uh, P3 pro swing. P3 pro swing is the which brand. Which is, uh, yeah, practice, play, perform. You just said something John can't handle. I know. <laughs> and we uh, manufacture a golf simulator yeah. that uh, captures both swing information as well as golf ball information oh. and, and makes that into a full simulated playable game that uh, you're able to play on 150 plus virtual courses that replicate some of the best around the world from Pebble Beach to St. Andrews to going to the driving range and being able to, you know, get down and dirty and, and hit a, you know, a, bu- a bottomless bucket of balls on the driving range and yeah. seeing your full swing analytics, you know, what your club's doing before, at and after impact. If you're leaving that club face open, you know, if you're closing it, if you're coming inside, inside out, you know, and, and we provide all that data with every swing, whether you're playing on course or on the driving range. Well, so, let, let me ask you, both of you guys, because Jeff is, is a world renowned golf instructor and Kevin, you're very small f- world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Kevin's very familiar with the, the whole idea of golf instruction. I'm an amateur golfer that's not very good, never been very good. And as Jeff said, part of the problem is because I, I, I find uh, I have a fear and loathing of practice. But now if I've, I've got one of these P3 Pro Swing simulators and I've got the screen in front of me and I'm hitting balls playing one of those 150 courses is it enough for me to be able to visually see what my ball does or how do I learn? Do I have to go to a guy like you guys to say, okay, these are the numbers. What the heck does this mean? And and what do I do about it? Well, you know, I think, you know, looking at just the number, just seeing your ball fly. Yeah. It's going to be tough to, to really break down anything that you're doing wrong. Right. And you're really going to only get it from the, I feel good. And man, that looks good. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and, and where our simulator kind of helps you out is we provide you, well, this is what your club did to get mm-hmm. the ball to do that. 
And by seeing that, you know, I think it opens opportunity for a lot of people learning that way. They're, they need to see the, re, the, the action to help change the next action. That, that's a good part of the learning yeah. part. Another is muscle memory, you know, and, and, and you guys can speak to this, is uh, if you keep doing it the same way, you know, over and over again, it, it's only going to become commonplace and, and you're going to be better at it. But I, I think, you know, indoor golf, uh, you know, helps bridge that gap by showing you a little bit of what the club is doing and the ball is doing to get that result. So you can change it or in my case, just keep doing it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the muscle memory works both no, ways, man. Jordan's you, got the product, but he doesn't have me. You can, you, can keep, right you can keep doing the same thing. If it's right, it, it helps. If you keep doing the same thing and it's wrong, then you really screw yourself up. Uh, <laughs> right, which right. is which is the case most of us uh, bad golfers have found ourselves in. We've just been doing it wrong for so long, it comes second yeah, nature to right. us, you know. So we need something so, like this you know, to figure out what's right. Numbers on monitors and things that you know, like Jordan's got a good product here that that tells you, you know, because it it sees what the club is doing and it sees the club face position and it sees the club path right. coming into the golf ball and then right after the golf ball gets struck. Right. Yeah. And it morphs those things together, takes the readings, you know, and it tells you what the heck's going on right through the impact zone. If your club's moving in a certain way and there's a pattern to it, okay, there's that's your swing. Uh, but what if there's a face position problem that goes along with that? It doesn't get them close enough together. You know, it's one of the things that you learn, and that's how make balls curve and go sideways on you, John, is, is the, the combination of the things that the P3 Pro Swing measures. Right. You know, it's the club face position, you know, at impact and just prior to and uh, and what's the, the swing direction. Yeah. And, you know, once you get those two bits of information, John, you'll see ball flight and then you get those numbers on this thing. They jump out at you as you say, oh, then you can basically begin to understand what the numbers would produce. Right. Because you see the correlation. Gotcha. So okay. you could use this. An individual could use this as a learning device, not just something that showed him his ball flight and not understand why. Right. You could be learning from it if you put the things together. Yeah. You know, it's another tool in your in your tool shed of, of becoming, you know, a, a better golfer to enjoy the game or to, you know, to be competitive. But, you know, it really takes the entertainment piece of it to the next level as it has some value in your game <laughs> yeah. and it really can, you know, can show you the way to use technology to, to enjoy the sport a little bit better, you know, and that's what at P3 Pro Swing Golf Simulators, uh, we, we really have been, you know, striving to do, you know, allowing people to save their shot analysis, to be able to send it to their coach, you know, Hey, I'm going to send you 50 shots I took with my pitching wedge. Uh, so you can tell me, you know, why do I keep, you know, ending up looking for my ball, you know, <laughs> nine shots out of 10 to the right, you know, and golf simulation, you know, we have some coaches that are using the online platform, you know, right through our website, you know, p3proswing.com to get, you know, those connections done at a convenient location in a convenient time. Possibilities of using the indoor golf and training really are just scratching the surface right now, and we're trying to bring some of that to light to, and, to the the whole golfing community. And if you're in a, a a zone, climatic zone like Bethel, Maine, it gives you a way to have you know three of your closest friends over and 
and play golf even when the <laughs> mother nature is yeah, not cooperating. We, we, We've transformed many garages in uh, New imagine. England, in, in the upper Midwest, yeah. the Chicago, Wisconsin area to extend those seasons, to bring the neighborhood together, to kind of, you know, create a little community. You know, your, your three guys that you're going to be meeting on a Saturday morning, you know, in August, you guys are now meeting in December. Yeah. Um, you know, on a Sunday afternoon before the football game, you guys are getting nine rounds in and it's fun, but still you're, you're keeping the game going. You're not losing. You're not, you're not having to spend a month scratching the, the dust off here come spring. Yeah. So when you have a, uh, a six, five or six month season, you don't want to take the first six weeks just trying to remember what you did last year and, uh, exactly. get, and get back exactly. to it. Now I know Jeff and a lot of uh, teachers of his ilk have golf simulators in, in their practice areas or teaching areas and they cost multiple thousands of dollars. I mean, we're talking five figures for a lot of the equipment Jeff's got in there. Yours is nowhere near that expensive, is it? Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time over the years at, at doing a lot of uh, a lot of the building of our product uh, in house and in in U.S. and not outsourcing. And and we've fought and, and, and found a way to keep uh, the cost low for the home consumer um, as well as a, the golf professional. You're, you're you know, suggesting our, that a, that American uh, engineers and American mathematicians <laughs> get it right, as opposed to having to use the German ones. <laughs> That's a good suggestion, well, right there, sir. It could be, but no. Um, but it's uh, we've uh, we definitely strive to to keep it uh, the product down to you know a thousand dollar entry level price. Fantastic um, to, to start the golf simulation that you wouldn't see, you know. For over you know over twenty thousand dollars is usually yeah. you know just scratching the surface on on getting into playing indoors right um, exactly and with our indoor simulator you know coming in at that and actually having accurate data not just being a toy that somebody has you know uh, sitting in their garage it's a, an actual tool to help you improve the game um, there's a lot of value that that goes with that thousand dollars to get you going and golfing year round fantastic so you know Kevin, i might add something to that make it quick that it's consistent yeah it's a big deal so you got both for yeah. a nice deal yeah oh okay good we got we got booted i thought there for a second i, I got this <laughs> I, little did pause for a second yeah the little thing that yeah. said your internet is unstable kevin rosenberg with p3 pro swing um up in bethel maine you get around the saco country club any time in july give me a buzz man and we can go play or something okay um, that sounds great. And uh, take the last few seconds we have together here for some shameless self-promotion because everyone's going Sure, away. guys. Uh, you can find out more information on indoor golf simulators from P3 at P, the number three, proswing.com. Guys, thanks a lot for having me on today and uh, wish you the best. And uh, I'll see you guys out on the course. Same with you, Kevin. Take it thanks easy. So I'm glad the ice is finally melted, man. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great day. You too, Kevin. And we are going to be right back. Don't you move. Would you like to get all this stuff a couple days early and totally commercial free? We can make that happen. Patreon.com slash golf guys. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash golf guys. Okay. I'm you know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.